Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in to Relationship Wednesday. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we are here. This is our third week of February, just a month of love, and we're just talking about the different aspects of love. So the first week of February, we talked about loving the one you're with, knowing that the grass is not greener on the other side, even though it may appear to be, but if you water the grass that you've got, it may green up for you. Yep. Last week, we talked about if you've got sex, there's ways to make it better because intimacy is a very important part of a relationship. And this week we want to talk about, you know, the fairy tale. Um, can fairy tales really come true? You know, I get, I get, we get so many invitations to weddings, Darren and I do, and it's like a prince and a princess, like, and they're meeting on a cloud somewhere, and it says, I am taking my queen. Yes, right in together marriage. in the field. Yeah. Sitting in the middle of the lily field, yeah. hugging. La, 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 la. You know, all the love. And it's like, and we want to live forever, ever after, happily ever after. Right. And um, on the flip side of that, not just personally, when, we, when I'm doing therapy or when Darren's doing coaching, we have so many couples that say, um, when I married him, he was great. Right. He was my prince. I felt like I was in a dream. And then, you know, the business of marriage happened, and um, the fairy tale changes a little bit. So there's a couple points we want to talk about. One, what is the fairy tale? And two, what do we do if, if you know, if the fairy tale seems to be fading a little bit and we want to make the marriage as exciting as it was in the very beginning? Right. So a couple things. Darren, give me some examples of what the fairy tale is. Yeah, in my opinion, a couple examples of a fairy tale relationship. Really, you say, well, you know what? Um, we're never going to argue, okay? We're never going to have any disagreements as a couple, mm-hmm. okay? We're always going to be in that emotional type of love, passionate love, uh, like when you're first dating and things of that nature, okay? We're going to have the same expectations of one another 100% of the time, okay? All our needs are going to be met 100% of the time, emotionally, sexually, financially, okay? Once we fell in love, we're going to be in love happily ever after without any work, okay? Mm-hmm. If we, once we find that we're in love, we're going to stay that way forever. That I mean, same intensity of that love. That same intensity of love, that emotional passion type of emotional type of love, okay? If we love one another now, we're going to remain in love forever, okay, without doing any work, okay? If we're meant to be together, it's all going to work out with any work. You know, we're destined to be together. It's just going to work out. Why? Because we're destined to be together. You're the one. I'm the one. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Which sounds great. You know, sign me up for that. Absolutely. Other things that I hear people say that are part of the fairy tale is he or she used to be able to read my mind. In other words, when we got together, we could finish each other's sentences. <laughs> and now I feel like he or she doesn't even know who I am anymore, Dr. Noel. And I hear that a lot. They don't know who I am anymore. I didn't you tell them to do X, Y, and Z, and now I have to tell you. And quite frankly, they want each other to be able to read the other person's mind, and that's a fairy tale. Because when you're dating, whether you know it or not, you give a lot of cues as to what you want, and then once you get married, people stop giving those cues, so it becomes almost impossible to figure out what the other person wants. Absolutely. Um, Another piece of the fairy tale is that I always thought, he or she would love my family completely. And what that means is you generally it boils down to give them money, food, shelter, and clothing. 
that, you know, we didn't have to do while we were dating, but now that we're married, a lot of people feel like the fairy tale is that your income will be able to cover his family, your family, mostly your family, you, him, and your family. Right, because so-and-so needs a new car, somebody's out with their mortgage or with their rent. Sometimes it's even smaller, cell phone bills, medication. Someone needs a new TV. Right. (laughs) Okay. Uh The next one is, he or she would save me from all impending danger. For a lot of women, it's, you know, um, so-and-so was mean to me when I was a kid or whatever, and so whatever happens now, I want my spouse, my significant other, to always protect me from, (coughs) excuse me, anything that could be going on negative whatsoever. A lot of guys feel like, I thought she would always have my back so that anything that ever happens, she would always be on my side and never be on anybody else's side. Mm-hmm. Another part of the fairy tale is he or she will always want sex for me. And no matter what happened, even if we argued and fought, she would just take off her clothes no matter <laughs> what, or he would just want me no matter what, and we'd be able to have this passionate love no matter what. Another thing is that um, that things would just be like it always was, like when you were dating. And so, and, and really the fairy tale is whatever you put in your head about the relationship. Right. That she'll never care if I don't have a job. You know, okay. that's a new fairy tale. But um, another fairy tale is that my wife will be okay being the number one, but I can have other people. Oh, you know? okay. She'll, okay. She'll be okay with that because, you know, she's, we're hip. Right. It's a new generation. I hear that a lot, Dr. Noel. Oh, when you got married, Folk weren't doing this. But now, in my fairy tale land, I can be the king and have several queens. Ah. And uh, and she doesn't mind because she's my ride or die. And she understands. It's 2014. Yes. She's a new now. And then one day she doesn't understand. And she calls it cheating. <laughs> or she doesn't and you feel betrayed. So then the fairy tale is gone. Another fairy tale is that the pressure of finances won't destroy us because She'll never want the fancy things that her mother wanted or that other women want. Oh, my lady can eat beans from a can, and she right. doesn't even care that it's not safe. I know. All the ladies like roses and things like that on special occasions. But, you know, she knows I love her. I don't need to Right, raise, raise because we can look at each other with we the look a, of love. She knows. <clears throat> and, then, and then no matter what I do, it'll be okay. The next thing is that she's never um, – She's never going to gain weight. He's never going to lose his hair. Right. We're always going to be as sexy as we are today. Our season of hotness will never end. We're forever in season of hotness. Yes, and we will always be sexy. And you don't have to work to maintain ourselves. You know, hey, marry now, let yourself go. Right. Don't have to worry about how you're dressing, how you're grooming yourself anymore. Why? Forever sexy. Yeah, babe. Why do you need makeup for me? Right. You know, like, don't you love me in my raw, natural state? Absolutely not. And I think a lot of times that fairy tale because, like I know for me and Darren, we met in college, so my raw natural state at 18 is a And it's still beautiful today. Yeah, but it's a little different. That's all. And so I think whatever your fairy tale is, you fill in the blank. Whatever it is that you are fixated on that you thought would be how it always was going to be, she never used to care where I went. Mm. She never used to text me and ask me where I was going. She never used to need to check my email to find out what, who I was talking to. All of those things. She never showed up my job before. Right. She never needed a big diamond. She didn't need any bling. When we first started dating, we just loved each other on a wing and a prayer. 
Right. I know we made that promise, but she didn't really believe that was going to come. You know, said, right. Down the road, right. when I get to that ring, where I was going to get married, right. without the ring and without the diamond. But, oh, she really kept me on my promises. Absolutely. Okay. So whatever your, this is going to be how it's always going to be, this is how it's always going to be is, is your fairy tale. Yes. So maybe we didn't get to your fairy tale. Maybe your fairy tale is we can live in two states or two cities or two countries, and she would never need to be in the same location <laughs> as me because our marriage works long distance. Right. Whatever that she never used to ask me for money or I had to pay bills. We were always Dutch until today. Well, it's 50-50, right? <laughs> you split it up, no big deal. Everything's half and half. There's no no one taking the lead on financially, but we're okay with that. It's going to be like that forever. Mm-hmm. So whatever your fairy tale is, you fill in the blank and ask yourself, can fairy tales really come true? Now let me say this. Yes. I really believe that fairy tales can come true, but they don't stay true without a lot of work. Mm, okay. So if you begin something, in the very beginning, <laughs> most people say whatever you were doing to get that relationship started, the relationship going and making it hot, you should still be doing that same thing. I'm going to challenge you. Whatever you were doing to make your relationship work in the beginning, you may need to do that much and more right. to keep your fairy tale going. Absolutely. I mean, I take the opposite. To me, the fairy tale is, is there is no fairy tale. It's love takes work. It's action. It takes work, dedication, commitment. You know, that, that's not part of normally of a fairy tale. So, to my opinion, there, there is no fairy tale relationship. It doesn't work that way. There's love, there's real love, but love, again, takes work, dedication, commitment. What's real love? What's real love? Real love is action, commitment, dedication, meaning meeting your other's needs, changing when you need to change, okay? Giving, giving when you need to give. Okay, mm-hmm. that's all part of what love is. Okay, and that's really what it is, and it's it's fantastic. Okay, but it's not the idea of a fairy tale, where it, there's, there's no work involved. It's just happily ever after. We got there now. For the next fifty years, we're going to be in this. We're going to coast. This state of bliss and coasting. It doesn't work like that. And I think people come to relationships with that misunderstanding. I did myself. I know. Believe me, I love my wife. I know she loves me. I believe she's the person meant for me. I couldn't believe why we ever had an argument. It was, I couldn't fathom the why in the world we arguing. Well, guess what? That's the reality. Okay. Well, I think there was a surprise that I also had a brain. You said I was just shocked. We arguing. I could not. I believe I could not believe what argument. Said, this doesn't make sense. She's the one. I'm the one. We met together. No, we prayed about it. What? How in the world could we be arguing? And we had had at the church premarital counseling. Premarital what they counseling. said. Right, they right. said. I mean, they taught us some of this stuff. Right. And so it didn't make sense to me. But again, through. Through life, you realize, guess what? Everybody argues. Everybody's going to have disagreements. Well, you have two individuals who are coming together, okay, to one house. Guess what? Everybody's got differences of opinion. There's, guess what? There's no two people who agree 100% on everything, okay? Mother, father, sister, brother, you know, whatever the case may be. You have kids who came, grew up in the same house, same mother and father, and they disagree on something. How would that be? They have the same, they, they grew up the same class. They were twins. Guess what? They will disagree on something. It's just the way it is. No two people agree 100% on everything. So guess what? At some point, there's going to be some disagreements. So step one, write down your fairy tale. Mm -hmm. What is it that you believe to be true about your relationship that other folks will call a fairy tale? In other words, what are your expectations? What is it that you think is going to be happening in your relationship for for the duration of the relationship? That's step one. Number two, what are you what are you willing to give up to get or keep what you've got, to get what you want, so to speak? Okay. What are you going to give up to get what you want? That's number two. So number one, write down your fairy tale or your expectations. 
And some people use storytelling as a negative. I mean that our, whatever age bracket you're in, your generation has been fed a bill of sort of rights about relationships and what those will mean. Our, our generation was very much, for girls at least, fairy tales. For guys, it was very much like a, he will be the underdog that comes to save you and will secretly be a prince even if nobody knows it. <laughs> um, for other generations, that may be changing. Like, you know, we're going to do a, a show next week about teens in love, and the, the new generation just has a very different expectation. So their fairy tale may be very different. It may fit a little bit more with, I can have five or six women, and we can just sort of hit it and quit it and be all right. Nobody cares about that. So each group of people has a different expectation in fairy tales that they've been fed. Like when I was watching uh, fairy tales, man, I came up with Cinderella and uh, Sleeping Beauty and all these people. My daughter's come up with Tiana. You know, she's right. a, 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 a black princess in New Orleans. I didn't have that. So I had... Sleeping Beauty is going to be saved by a prince. He's going to kiss her, and then he's, you know, you're going to live, and everything's going to be happy. And every generation is a little bit different. So write down whatever your fairy tale is, and how your expectations came from that fairy tale, or maybe they didn't come from that fairy tale, but whatever those things are. And the second thing is, what are you willing to give up to get what you want? So I had this. I'll tell you, when we first got married, um, we live in Chicago, and I went looking at houses on the Gold Coast, and so. I'm talking five, six, seven, ten million dollar houses, and I thought that my husband's engineer income would afford me that. That was my fairy tale. It didn't even dawn on me. Like I had a, a real estate agent set up. We're looking at these big houses, and my fairy tale was he would make that happen even if he had to sell blood platelets. That was my fairy tale. That he would do that. He would work on that. And we were looking at the houses, and he kept saying, "Bang." <laughs> This thing necessarily matching up with the, the income coming in from the position. But I'm like, at this point time. But babe, I was like, what you make, blah blah blah. And I, my fairy tale was that he would give all, even if it meant whatever it meant to get me that thing that I wanted in that very moment, that I wouldn't have to have delay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was my fairy tale. Except so now. Right. And so then I had to work on. We can set that goal, but it wasn't going to happen that very first day that we got married. Okay. You know, and so what was I willing to give up to get what I wanted? Apparently, I was willing to go to work. Apparently, I was willing to put our income together. Apparently, I was willing for us to set goals for the future of what that would mean for us as a couple and what we would have to do to get that. Good point. Very good point. And all of us have to make some decisions about what is that thing, that expectation that we have, and can we can we get that? Okay. So, so those are some some key points that people need to think about when it looks talking about for fairy tales. Okay. Some of the things I wanted to cover on my side, really, is some of the issues that people don't think about necessarily when they go into relationships, when they have the kind of fairy tale uh, mindset. Okay. One, some of the things is realizing that there are different expectations when you come into the relationship. We first are dating; it's just about love, and you may not talk about those expectations. But people have a concept of expectation in their mind of what's going to happen in their relationship, from who's going to be doing the cooking, who's going to be doing the cleaning, who's going to be going to work, the number amount of sex relationships going to be having, things of that nature, and there could be differences of expectations in there. So it's surprising when you get to a relationship in a committed relationship, and like, wait a minute, we have to have differences of expectations. That can cause some problems in the fairy tale, mm-hmm. okay, if that's not expressed and gone through at the beginning before you get too far along. The other piece on that is, guess what? There is different types of love languages. You know, we talk about this. This is a book based on a book by Dr. Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages. It's a fantastic book. We talk about it pretty frequently. But guess what? People show love in different ways. So mm-hmm. say, 
I love you, you love me. I'm I'm thinking I'm showing you love by giving you gifts, but your type of love is a word of affirmation. So I'm I think I'm showing you that I love you, but you're not receiving that message because you have a different love language. Okay, <laughs> that can cause some problems in the fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Okay, so definitely if you haven't read the book, definitely recommend getting that book and reading that Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. Also, have to keep in mind is what people have personal baggage when they come into a relationship. And people don't always show their baggage when they're first starting out in a relationship. You know, you put your good, your, we put our best foot forward all the time. Guess what? As things go along and as circumstances arise, some baggage might come out. You know, you may not always know what baggage you have or even what your partner has until maybe a scenario presents itself, some baggage can come out. Like, Whoa, I didn't know about that. And also, I think people hide baggage a lot. Yeah. And a lot of people say, this will never come up. It will never come up that my parents are never happy, so I don't know what a relationship looks like. So it will never come up. I'll never talk about it because we're happy right now and it will never come out. Right. But some of those secrets that we keep, some of those things that we think we've dealt with that we don't think will ever be an issue are some things that could cause the fairy tale to end, especially if you haven't been honest about that stuff at the top or the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. So. First, write down what your fairy tale is or what your expectations are. Number two, decide what you're willing to give up to get what you want in your relationship or to keep your fairy tale alive or your story going. And the third thing is identify your baggage. As Darren talks about baggage, gosh, darn, what is your baggage? Right. Don't always wait for your spouse to come to you and say, you know, this is your baggage. You have to do a reality check, and I'm going to be really honest with you. The first year of marriage, a lot of people don't, so many couples I've talked to, the first year of marriage is the roughest year ever. Even if you've lived with somebody for 50 years and then you marry them, there's something about that I do, that ring, that ownership, that accountability, that changes the relationship, like undoubtedly changes it. I know know you, you said that before. And I think it has to do with the expectation of people going, to me it was not that rough for me. Yes, it was. It was not. It was not. But I guess. The expectation that I have of it is what I expected. So, and, and a lot of people. No, because you even agreed that it was difficult. So, what did you expect that? No, I, it, it, the first year was not that rough for me. From my standpoint, it was not. Well, for women, the first year. Yeah, was I hard. mean, I know you took because it well. Like, wait, wait a minute. Dudes trying to dominate. Is that right? Right. They always want to have that that what you doing routine where you going. I remember the first time Darren wanted to see how much money I was making. I was like, dude, why? Right. But see, I expected that. That was my expectation was going to happen, that I was going to be asking these questions. So I didn't. Because my expectation was he's supposed to pay all the bills. So what I make is none of your beeswax. Right. But I had to learn that that wasn't necessarily healthy for our relationship. And to keep the so-called expectations of fairy tale going, I had to give up that information. But let me say this. In the first year of marriage, I think we identified most of our baggage then, and I think that the baggage we identified in the first year is the same baggage that we're working through or, or have worked through through the past 17 years. Good point. Good. So I think for people, um, and maybe every year is different, but most couples tell me that the first year is really difficult for them because people have to reposition their alliances, their allegiances. I mean, once you get married, it's like um, your best friend might have been your friend girl or your dude friend or whatever or I'm best friends with sexy Brian, and he's always been my best friend, but we've never had to hide for each other. Right. And then when you get married, your husband's like, your best friend is Brian. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think your best friend is Brian. Right. Or as a female, you go, 
you know, Susie's wearing those tight shirts, and I was fine with her being sexy before we got married, but, you know, now her boobs are looking a little bit too, like, cream of the crop, and I want that to so, – so there's a lot of distancing and realigning that goes in, and that's another fairy tale that people have. I'll be able to keep the exact same friends with the exact same intensity that I have now once I get married. Total fairy tale. Correct. And Total so in a marriage, that first year, we're shaking that up. Right. All those single friends that you used to go to the club with, you can no longer be hitting the club with them because things have changed. Absolutely. You have changed the relationship. And I, I think for me personally, I started making that while we were engaged myself personally. So meaning I realized that's what I'm going to have to start cutting, I'm cutting back a little bit on other friendships, mm-hmm. putting people first, making more emotional commitment, uh, financial commitment. Guess what? Because this is the person I'm going to marry, so guess what? If she needs help now, like as if we're married, I need to provide for it so she's in a good position so we can get married. Now, that may be true for you that you saw. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is my but, experience. But, but for most people, I think it really hits them that first year of marriage that they've right. got to pull back. Again, I'm encouraging you, if you are, once you start to say, I'm going to get engaged, you need to start thinking about that then. So it's not, oh, well, I got hit by a brick because it takes time to do it, right? That's true. But I think time. a lot of people are already into the fairy tale now. Yes. And it's unraveling. Right. And they didn't pre-think that. Yeah. But also you have to be honest. You know, I'm kind of smart here. I pushed you to, to do some of that. I was like, hey, dude, it's like I'm already your wife. Well, no, yes, absolutely. Because I'm very gay, so you better be making those steps. Yes, absolutely. But I, in turn, wasn't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm helping you to do this. Right. But me, no. I wasn't doing that. I, I was like, I, I mean, I don't have to do I that. Know, it was shocking you. I know we, 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 the day we got married, you wanted to go out all the night before or something like that. Oh, no. Like, it was hey, a, no, it was the night after. The night after. All the girls were going downstairs. My mom lived in, like, this high-rise condo, Rissy Place, downtown Chicago. So they were all going to the job club. <laughs> so I'm getting dressed like, geek, geek, juice, juice, you know, hey. And he was like, where are you going? I was right. like, out with my girls doing what's it to you? No, 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 no. I cried. I was like, go. And I was just like, seriously? This is what I have to look forward to? This brother on my back? And then, yeah. I'm making those changes. I want to change please. I still don't like the pre-change. Let me see. You do some pre-changes. Then I'll do the post-change matcha. I do the matcha. That's what I'm going to do. And so I think that happens in a lot of relationships. Either both parties are not aware or one party is aware and the other one isn't, or you you might be on different time frames. And for girls, I mean, at least when I got married, um, I was still so in tune with my girls because we were all picking my dress out and my shoes out, and we were going as a group to throw on headpieces. So, I mean, so we were still pretty tight, whereas Deuce is just like, yeah, let a dude know where I need to pick up my tux. And I, you know, I, as you mentioned, you're talking through this. I do think it is different in, on our in general, different between men and women. Well, what do you see the because it, especially if you have a man who you who you're beginning to search with, and he's already out of his parents' house, which hopefully he is, and talking about you know he's living on his own. He's used to being a man leading things of that nature, right? Where a woman is, you're actually if you're still at home under your mother and father's banner, okay. Now you're leaving one house to come into another house, and it's a different household. You have a different head coming over you. So it's a, it's a major change. Yeah, so I but, do find that it is a difference. But 
But I, I'm going to argue that that's a little different because these days the, the, the dude and the girl coming from their mama's house. I'm I mean, if you, I'm sorry, if, this is what I'm saying. If you have a man who's already on his own, it's a little bit different. Okay. It's a little bit different. But like, now it's going to be, I think, much more challenging if you have a guy who has not lived on his own before. But but if you look at today's economy, yes. I know 30-year-olds that went from college just, back home, yes. which is not a negative. It's just what, what, it, what it is. It's that much more challenging. You've know, got to learn how to be uh, self-sufficient. Right. And then you have to talk about investment because when we were dating, you were already out of your mom's house, had not been home since high school, so you already had a pretty stable identity as a man. Yes. Um, right. I didn't necessarily – Feel pressure to develop like some that I did it. I mean, I had done it in college, but right. it, I didn't see an issue with going home. I'm like, I'm saving up money. We're going to buy a house. We're going to get married. So there's right. a difference in gender. That's definitely. What I agree. That's what I agree. So again, as if you're already in your relationship, have a conversation with your partner about. Look, these were the expectations I had. That was my fairy tale, and there's no negative. That was the the story. But what happened to that? happily ever after and how do we get it and how you maintain it. And you maintain it by constant work, constant communication, date nights. I mean, when I see couples and Darren and I coach couples together, we talk so much about being together as a couple. Right. Even if you have 12 children, you guys figure out how to have a date night. Yes, you do. If that means you got to get the oldest one and the oldest four to watch everything, you've got to figure out how to have some intimate time, not even just sexual time, but sometimes looking at each other eyeball to eyeball saying, hey, what's happening for you? What's going on for you? Just like you did when you were dating. Because when you were dating, you all went to Red Robin together or Tavern on the Green together or, you know, the top of the whatever. You went to those things together. You have that space to be together. And then for some people, you don't have that space. I also work with a lot of couples who were dating, having sex, got pregnant, got married. So, never had a so they never had that chance to develop as a couple. But still developing as a couple is the important piece that you still have to do. Yeah. So even if you get married because, hey, we had kids, we're together, you still have the same steps to do. I have couples that, hey, my marriage was arranged, Dr. Noel. I didn't know this dude before I married him. Hey, so now we're two years into it, and I, I don't know if I like him. Right. So, okay, same steps. One, what were your fairy tale expectations? Two, what are you willing to, to give up to get what you want? Three, what are your responsibilities and what is your baggage for? How do you keep the open line of communication going and keeping an understanding about who you all are developing into being? Those are the things that have to sort of transpire so that you can create a structure of happiness in your relationship. And you mentioned the open line of communication. That's so important because one of the things that I also find that can bust the fairy tale is when people have different goals and priorities in life. You know, we're in love, we love each other, we want to get married, but then once we get married, let's talk about, wait a minute, I didn't realize you wanted to become uh, a vice president or CEO of a company and the commitment that it takes to do that. I didn't realize you wanted to start your own business. I didn't realize you wanted to go back to college. I didn't realize that you wanted to have five kids. I didn't realize you wanted to only have maybe no kids. We never I didn't about. realize you wanted to be a stripper. I didn't realize I you mean, wanted to be a stripper. Because we live in a very different Absolutely. Atmosphere now where somebody could say, I want to be an online porno queen, but that might not have been what you all discussed in your school. Right. So there definitely there could be different goals and different priorities okay, that may not necessarily be discussed up front. So as you enter the bubble and you start going into your everyday life, like, wait a minute, 
this person has a different set of goals than I realize. I thought we are just going to be happy sitting there at this level we're at right now. But, no, I want, this other person wants to take it to the next level. No, I want to, I want to have a six-figure income. I want to be more financially successful. I want to go in and get my Ph.D. I actually want to go back to, to medical school. I want to become a lawyer. And, you know, oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. And then some of it, though, I think, is things that people didn't know that they still wanted to do. I think that's the other aspect of it, too. So I've got people that maybe they wanted to do um, uh, a particular fashion industry or whatever, right. and they wanted to go into it in school, and maybe parents said no. Then when they went to college, they figured, hey, I'm not going to make money in it. Now you're 35, 40, and you go, wait a minute, I'm not happy in my job. I want to go back to the fashion industry. And then your spouse is like, you want to do what? Right, you have a job. I thought this was your career. Like, no, but that's not what my dream is. I want to become an actor, an actress. I want to become a professional singer. So I have a dream of passion that I may not have shared with you. I just talked about what I was doing for my, my current career, but not really my passion or my dreams I really have. Absolutely, and that comes with keeping that open line of communication. Yes. And once you marry somebody or you're in a committed relationship, you can't just drop them because they've got a different goal. It's, I mean, unless it's something like you want to rob a bank or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's different. But if it's, you can't just drop them, so you all have to talk about what are we willing to give up and sacrifice so that we can reach these goals together and yes. still be a team. And that takes a lot of communication, a lot of give and take. Right? And that goes to the structure of happiness in your marriage. What is the power uh, structure of your marriage mm-hmm. and who gets to make decisions and do you make those together and can you both have an identity or is that just going to be, hey, all the identity belongs to Big Daddy and, and Little Mama gets no identity or is it vice versa or are you always trying to manipulate that person to becoming who you want them to be as opposed for as opposed to loving them for who they are? And then do we need to prioritize our dreams? We may not be able to work on both our dreams at the same time. Hey, I'm going to take a time off. We're going to focus on your dream first. Then we're going to go for my dream or vice versa. But I will say this, and we'll talk about that for a later show. A lot of times when people sacrifice and let someone else get their dream, the other person outgrows them after they set their dream and roll out. And so, so you got to be careful about putting your dream to the side because you could put your dream to the side and then do could have everything and you could have nothing. So, all right, guys, thanks for, for listening today. And- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.